Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson about math. I'm not sure which subjects in school were your favorite. Maybe math class was an enjoyable place for you to be. Maybe math class was really, really boring. But either way, whether you like math or don't like math, I think this will be a good English lesson for you. We all use math every day somewhere. Whether it's figuring out how much money we need to pay for something and how much change we get uh or just trying to calculate how much we have to buy if we're building something. We sometimes need to use math and so in this English lesson, I'll talk a little bit about math. Um I have to admit some of the slides, there's uh, a lot less pictures in the slides and a lot more numbers. <laughs> in the slides. So, uh once again, welcome to this English lesson about math. So, you'll notice I have the word math and I have the word maths here and that's because there's a difference between North American English where we use the short form math and British English where they often say maths. So, for me, I just say math. When I talk about numbers and adding and subtracting, when I talk about going to a class where I'm going to learn about mathematics, I would say math. I would just call it math class. So, uh again, if you are on the other side of the Atlantic, if you are learning British English, uh you would most likely say maths and both are more common than the word mathematics. We don't often say um I'm going to take a class on mathematics. We would instead say I'm going to take a math class. So, mathematics, the study of uh numbers and equations and all of that fun stuff which I will explain in a bit. Uh math, the short form that I use and maths, the short form people would use if they are uh over there in Britain across the way. We also have what's called basic arithmetic. So, mathematics is a general term for everything to do with math but when we talk about basic arithmetic, we're talking about adding, subtracting, multiplying and dividing. Kids when they go to school, one of the first things they learn is basic arithmetic. They learn to read, they learn to write and they learn how to do basic arithmetic. So, that's things like this where you see two plus three which equals five by the way. So, you're hearing me already start to use some of the English language we would use when talking about math. So, let's get to the four uh most common. So, you'll notice I've put a number of words at the top because some of these are used to describe the equation and some are used to refer to the equation. So, when you add two numbers, you use the plus sign and you end up with an equation like this. So, if I wanted to add three and four, I would say three plus four equals seven. So, notice I'm throwing words in there and I'm using things differently. I'm saying if I want to add two numbers, I would write an equation like this. If I wanted to add the number three and the number four, I would say three plus four equals seven. So, we would refer to all of this as addition. When you're learning about addition in school, you're learning how to add numbers together and you would do that by writing equations like this. Three plus four equals seven. Hopefully, that made some sense. It's the add and the plus are used slightly differently if you've noticed. And then, when you add two numbers together, you get the sum. So, the answer when you have addition, when you add two numbers together, the answer is called the sum. And then, we have uh subtraction. 
So, when you subtract or when you take away or when you use minus, <laughs> it's when you have one number and then you take a number away from it to get a smaller number. So, in this equation, I would say this. Nine minus three equals six. I could also say nine take away three is six or nine take away three equals six. Notice I use equals and is interchangeably when I talk about equations. Um and I would use the minus sign. We could also say nine minus three equals six. That works as well. Uh and again, we would refer to this as subtraction. When you're um getting paid at work, there's a lot of subtraction. You get a certain amount of money but then uh they take money away for certain things like benefits and taxes. They subtract a lot of money from your paycheck. And the difference or sorry and the answer to an equation where you're using subtraction, uh the answer is called the difference. So, nine minus three equals six. The answer six is called the difference. I hope you're not getting too bored with this math lesson yet. Um I by the way, I shouldn't say that should I? I think there are a lot of people who love math. I myself do like math. So, I'm I'm assuming for most of you, you're like me and enjoying this lesson. Uh then we have uh, a, another basic um function. Uh sorry, I shouldn't use the word function. That's a higher level of math. Another uh form of basic arithmetic is to multiply or to use the time sign. So, this is called multiplication. That's a hard word to say. I almost said it wrong. Multiplication is when you take numbers like two and you say two times three equals six. So, when you multiply two by three, you get six. Two times three equals six. Notice how just like add and um when I was talking about add and plus, multiply and times kind of work a little differently as well. Two times three equals six. This is a multiplication question And in this question, I will multiply two by three. I hope I'm not confusing you but do note again that multiply and times are used a little differently when you talk about this equation. Let me say it one more time. Two times three is six or two times three equals six. And that is of course called a product. So, the answer when you multiply, the answer to the question is called the product. Two times three equals six. Six is the product. And then we have uh division or when you divide. So, when you have a number like 35 and you divide 35 by seven, you get the answer of five. So, I would say this. This equation is an example of division. In this question, I'm saying 35 divide seven equals five or 35 divide seven is five. So, again, we refer to it as division but when we talk about the action that's taking place, we use the verb divide. So, 35 divide seven equals five and the answer when you're doing division is called a quotient. So, 35 divide seven equals five. Five is the quotient. So, that was your basic arithmetic. Uh should I go over it real quick one more time? No, let's just move on. No, let me go back. So, you have uh addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. I'm not sure why I didn't put division in brackets. There was supposed to be like a visual reminder for you but anyways, those are the four parts of basic arithmetic. We also have long division. When you're talking about division, there are a couple of ways to do it. This is what we refer to as long division where we put the number in the middle, 
the dividend and then we put this little bracket with a line kind of and we have the divisor and then on the top you'll eventually get the answer or quotient. I'm not sure if you like doing long division. It was one of my favorite things to do when I was in elementary school. <laughs> um and so, you've heard me use this word a few times. When you have numbers on a page with symbols like this, four times four equals sixteen. This is called an equation, okay? So, when you go to school and when you learn math, you will have a lot of equations and there will be no answer and you will in your mind need to figure out uh, what the answer is. So, luckily, I can still remember that four times four equals sixteen and that's an equation. Uh and you'll notice that there is an equal sign or an equal sign in an equation. So, the reason I have two spellings here is because depending on where you are, you might say one or the other. I use both. So, I would call this an equal sign or an equal sign but if you're in America, you might say one and if you're in Britain, you might say the other but Canada's kind of uh, a mixture. Uh Canadian English is kind of a mixture of the two and so, I use both of them equally. So, we have what are called fractions and a lot of times when kids learn fractions in school, we usually show them pie graphs or we sh- we talk about pie for some reason. As you can see, this pie or pizza has eight slices and three out of the eight slices are yellow. So, we would say three-eighths of the pie is yellow or three-eighths of the pizza is yellow. I'm pretty sure this isn't a pizza or a pie because I'm not sure if any pizza or pie is purple with yellow pieces and white pieces but a fraction is when you have one number on top of another number, a numerator on top of a denominator. Um fractions are still used um because we use uh we don't use metric for everything. We still use what we call the imperial system. So, we measure things in Canada in feet and inches because of our American uh neighbors. So, we still use things like you need to cut this board six foot and one quarter inches or this board needs to be twelve and an eighth. So, fractions are still used even though um we've replaced them I think with decimals in science and things like that. We also have the term percent. So, when you have anything out of a hundred um which actually if you look at percent, it has the French word cent, cent. So, one hundred in it. So, if you have a test and the test is out of a hundred and you get ninety three right, uh you would have ninety three percent on that test. So, percent simply refers to a number that is out of a hundred. So, it's basically a fraction out of a hundred but instead of writing it over a hundred, we just put the percent sign after it. Then we have what's called a ratio. So, uh when I think about ratios, I think when I mix oil and gas for my smallest lawnmower, I need to mix oil and gas in a ratio of one to four. So, I put one part oil for every four parts gas and I mix that together and that's how the engine runs. So, when you have a ratio, you're talking about well, you could say things like this. How many men and women uh are at your workplace? And you could say, oh, we have uh, a ratio of one to one. For every man, there's a woman working at our workplace. Or you could say, oh, what's the ratio of students to teachers? You could say, well, it's about 30 to one. For every 30 students, there's one teacher in the school. So, that's ratio. 
And then uh similar to fractions, we have decimals. So, if you have a fraction, one over two or a half, we would call it, it is the same as the decimal point five or zero point five. So, notice in my part of the world, we use the dot. In some parts of the world, they use a comma as their decimal point. But for me, if I am going to write a decimal, I would write it this way. Um if you want to uh think of something like pi, which is three point one four one five nine two six five. Can't I can't go any further. I used to be able to go further. Uh there's a decimal point in um pi. So, three point one four one five nine two six five. Yeah, there's something something eight nine. Anyways, you guys can figure that out. Not gonna try and uh figure out pi to more than five or six decimal places. Um and then we have what's called an exponent or exponents. So, if you see something like this in math, four to the power of two, the answer to this would be sixteen. It simply means that four needs to be multiplied by itself. So, four to the uh four to the power of two when you have the exponent two, it means that you need to multiply it by itself um two times. Well, once really, four times four. I think you know what I mean. We have something interesting in Canada where uh we don't have pennies anymore. We don't have a one cent coin in Canada. And so, when you go to the store, when you pay, it is always it's either uh they either need to round up or they need to round down to figure out what you owe. So, if I go to the store and if I buy something and the total is a dollar three, if she says that will be a dollar three, um the machine automatically charges me a dollar five because we need to round up because there's no pennies. I can't pay three cents. I can't give her a one dollar coin and then three pennies because we don't have pennies anymore. So, we round up. Round up is when you um take a number and you bring it to the next highest number that makes the best sense for that situation. For us, it would be to the next five cent point. So, a dollar three becomes a dollar five when you go to a store here and then a dollar two, this is where I'm happy because I save a bit of money. A dollar two becomes a dollar at the store. So, if I go to the store and I buy some candy and the total is a dollar two, I will be charged a dollar because they will round down to one dollar. Then we have something like average. So, average is when you have a numbers, a few numbers in a row and you want to know what the common average is between them. So, let's say this. Let's say one day I sold three bouquets. The next day I sold four bouquets and the next day I sold two bouquets. If you wanted to know what's the average number of bouquets you sell per day, you would do this. You would add three plus four plus two and I put them in brackets so that I do the addition first and then I would divide that by the number of days. So, divide it by three. So, it equals three. So, three plus four plus two equals nine divided by three equals three. So, it means on average, I sell about three bouquets per day. Students are always interested in knowing what their average is. They get grades for all the work they do in class and then they like to add them together and then figure out the average and that's their um the grade they're getting for the whole class. So, average. Uh you'll notice I just used brackets. Brackets are these little curved things that you put in an equation in order to um tell the person what 
things they should do first. Now, there is a strategy. I think it's called Bedmas brackets, exponents, uh, division, multiplication, addition, subtraction. There is an order that you're supposed to do but when you put brackets in, you can indicate what order you want the equation to be solved in because if there were no brackets in this equation, you could solve it wrong if you didn't know what order to do things in um because the average wouldn't it wouldn't come out correctly. <laughs> I'm talking about math too much, I think. I'm getting a foggy math brain right now. Anyways, let's talk a little bit about algebra. Uh let me check where I am and then I'll pop into members only chat in a bit. Algebra. So, at a certain point in your math life, you move beyond basic arithmetic and you start to learn higher level math. In schools in Canada, students start learning algebra in about grade six or seven. They get a small introduction to it uh and they spend quite a bit of time in grade eight, nine and ten uh doing algebra and practicing algebra. So, that's when you have things like this. You're given an equation. Three x plus one equals seven and then you need to solve the equation. Now, I've left out a step here. I left out the step where I move the three to the other side and divide six by three but you can see here three x plus one equals seven. That means three x equals six because if I move the one across, it becomes a negative. We get three x equals six and x equals two. I might have left out two steps when I was solving this equation but algebra is the um the study of math where you have variables like the letter x is a variable and then you have equations where you either are solving for the variable or you're factoring or you're expanding. You're doing things with the equation in order to figure out different things. Algebra is a lot of fun. Hard word to say maybe. Algebra, maybe not. We also have geometry. Let me make this a bit bigger. Geometry is uh, an area of mathematics where you're studying shapes. So, you're studying circles and triangles and squares uh and rectangles. You're learning about perimeter and area and you're learning about diameter and radius and those kinds of things. So, geometry is the study of shapes. Um this was also one of my favorite uh types of math. Geometry was a lot of And then I just mentioned the word variable. So, in math at a certain point when you start studying algebra, you will start to see variables. You'll see equations like minus seven C equals 21. Then you'll have to solve that minus seven C equals 21. That would mean C equals minus three, I think. Again, don't quote me on this. I am not a math expert and I am not a math teacher but I do remember some math from my life. So, we saw some of this in the chat already. We have the greater than sign. When you see something like this, you would say that this is true. Four is greater than three. The way they taught me in elementary school, the way to remember this is that if you picture the um greater than sign as a mouth, they always said to pretend it's an alligator. The alligator always wants to eat the bigger number. That's how you know which way to put the greater than sign. And notice up here, <laughs> it's than, T-H-A-N. So, that is a greater than sign. Four is greater than three. I'm over pronouncing than right now. When we say than really quickly, it does sound like then. So, I would say four is greater than three. If I say it fast, I would say four is greater than three and it sounds a little bit like then but it is than. And of course, 
we have less than. So, three is less than four. Notice the alligator is trying to eat the bigger number again. So, again, if you were to compare numbers and if you wanted to write that, you would say four is greater than three and three is less than four. So, I talked about this earlier a bit. One of the cool things about the world and one of the negative things about the world is that we have calculators. So, calculators are handy little devices that we use to solve math problems or to figure out the answer to equations. I think maybe I'm old here but I think kids use calculators way too much. I think that uh kids should know how to do a lot of basic arithmetic in their heads if not all of it. You should know your times table up to 10 or 12. Like, you should be able to do like 12 times 1 is 12, 12 times 2 is 24, 12 times 3 is 36, 12 times 4 is 48. I gotta stop now. I think the next answer is 60 though. But anyways, uh, a calculator is a handy device that will help you do math. And you might even have a scientific calculator. I don't know all the details but we would just call this a calculator and when it has this many buttons, when it has sine and cosine and tangent, when it lets you do exponents and square roots, we would call this a scientific calculator. And then above that, we would have what you would call a graphing calculator. Generally, students don't buy a normal calculator for school. When they get to some of the upper level math, they need a scientific calculator and when they get into the maths where they need to do some graphing, they will most likely get a graphing calculator. So, um this is a cool calculator because not only can you do math equations, you can actually have it graph some of those equations for you. A long time ago, there was something called an abacus. When I was in grade one, when I was like six or seven years old, there was an abacus in my classroom that we could play with and our teacher taught us how to use it. We didn't use it in math class but we used it kind of as Um, something we learned in history class. An abacus is a way to do mathemat, to do counting, adding and subtracting and other um calculations. Um but uh I don't actually know how to use one but pretty cool little device that was used for hundreds of years um when people needed to um I bet you they used it a lot when they were selling stuff to add um big numbers. Again, I talked about a graph. A graph has an x and y axis um and it is used in two dimensions to graph something like this. You can graph quadratic equations. You can graph um if you have a line segment, uh you can put it onto the graph and you can kind of see the math. I won't go into too many more details than that but uh a graph is something that when you get to higher level math, you will start to do very, very complex graphs. And then I mentioned this earlier as well. When you take a class, I would simply call it a math class. I wouldn't call it a mathematics class. That's that just sounds really, really formal. I would say I'm taking a math class at university or I'm taking a um math class at high school. Now, you might get specific and you might say I'm taking calculus or I'm taking trigonometry or I'm taking advanced geometry or you might uh be even more specific and say, you know, I'm taking calculus two um which is the second class. So, a math class, this would be a general term to describe a class where you learn about math and then the teacher is called a math teacher. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. 
If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.